A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Helen Tepper and I'm Sarah Ellis and you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast. Each week Sarah and I talk about a different topic to do with work and share practical ideas and actions to help you develop in your career and be successful in this squiggly world of work that we're all experiencing and today's topic is career confidence. We're going to get... <laughs> no, you're laughing but... We're laughing because last week I said oh the topic we're going to cover this week <laughs> is asking for help which we started to prepare until we realised we have actually done it before. Episode 110, if anyone wants to go back all yeah. that way. <laughs> so I said, oh, it's going to be really helpful for everyone. I think it's really relevant right now. Both of those things are still true. You just need to go back and listen to the episode we've already done. Perhaps this is it. Perhaps we're finally going to run out of episodes, things to talk about. No, I don't think so. I think the more significant thing is that I was on holiday last week when you oh, recorded the... so you're basically blaming me. Well, yeah. I mean, if I was here, everybody, that wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you started to write a script for something we'd already done. So, OK, let's not get into the blame game. Obviously, we're great friends still, yeah. everybody. <laughs> So today, we're not talking about asking for help. We are talking about career confidence. And the plan for the episode, for people who like a structure, I like a structure. So the things we're going to talk about are why it's relevant. Like, why should we talk about career confidence at the moment? Is it particularly relevant right now? What's the benefit of investing in your career confidence? And as ever, we are going to share some practical ideas. We have five practical ideas for how you can go away after listening to this podcast and go and build your career confidence. And if it's something that you'd like a bit more support on don't forget that we do pod plus every week it is a 30 minute live interactive session with sarah and i where we will share some additional models and tools that we think are helpful some things that just don't work quite as well to share over a podcast and also because we often are so passionate about the topics we talk about that we can't always include everything in the episode so if you would like to join us for pod plus that will be on the 10th you can get all the information the zoom link all the times everything on www.amazingiflearning.com so we'd love to see you there if you'd like to go a bit deeper into the topic that we're talking about today so we decided to talk about career confidence after we realized that we shouldn't talk about asking for help again because we've noticed that in the past couple of months, a lot of people are talking to us about struggling with their career confidence. None of us in 2020 are having the year that we'd expected. And so I think it does feel like it's particularly relevant right now in terms of the amount of uncertainty, what we're all coping with. And probably we sort of all lost a bit of control of our careers in some way, shape or form. I think that's probably true for all of us. So just in the context of 2020, as all needing 
a bit of a boost, I think, in terms of our career confidence is really kind of natural. And also when we see lots of change happening around us. So perhaps our jobs have stayed maybe the same. You're probably working in a different way, but perhaps your job is okay or pretty similar. But you can see lots of change happening around you your friends, your family, perhaps are coping with a lot of uncertainty or perhaps struggling with confidence. We all, I think, absorb that to some extent, you know, when we, you know, what we read, watch and kind of listen to, what we hear from our friends, it makes us think about ourselves. And so I don't think anyone at the moment is feeling really confident because we can't. There's so much that we just don't know about what's going to happen in work over the next year, the next couple of years. It's going to be different, but we kind of don't know how. And that can leave us just feeling like we're lacking a bit of confidence in where we're going with our career. And that's really the final point is you might feel like your choices have been changed or reduced this year. So maybe you'd got a plan to get promoted. Maybe you'd got a plan to make a career change. I actually had an email from somebody this morning who'd got a plan to do like a radical sabbatical. They'd actually listen to our Squiggly Careers podcast episode talking about trying out a number of different things over a year. And this was going to be their year where they, halfway through the year, they'd already talked to their work about it and they were going to do lots of experimenting. And so, though, of course, we always advocate for really exploring multiple possibilities, we all still have like plans in mind, objectives and goals in mind for things that we would like to achieve. And I suspect, again, for most of us, Those things, maybe they're not realistic in the short term. Maybe they're not realistic at all now. Maybe things have changed so much that actually you're kind of having to make new plans or explore new possibilities. So I don't think it's hard to feel that for most of us, having a bit more career confidence would be useful. And when you've got career confidence, I think there are three things that you really benefit from. The first is I think you can be braver. I think you can make the right choices and decisions for you based on what really motivates and drives you versus perhaps being too influenced by other people, what you feel like you should do. And actually, in some ways, I think kind of the whole COVID experience is encouraging some people to be a bit braver in their careers, because I think it has made people really reevaluate and think about what work do they want to do? What do they want to spend their time at work in terms of the impact they're trying to make. So I think there's an interesting thing for us to explore about, you know, helping you to kind of be braver. Secondly, I think when you have career confidence, there's a ripple effect. I think people can feel it and they can sense it actually without you even needing to say it. I think just it doesn't mean that things have to have always gone really well for you. I think you can still have had things outside of your control happen to you that might not have been what you'd wanted or what you planned. But if you kind of have this sense of confidence in yourself and your career that sort of goes beyond the here and now, that goes beyond kind of what might have happened to you in the last month or in the last couple of months, I think people have that kind of sense of, you know, just feeling like they have confidence in you. So I think that's it's kind of there's a really interesting kind of transference almost of confidence that can happen. And then the third thing is when we think about being resilient, when we have career confidence, we can overcome adversity quicker. So Adam Grant defines resilience as the strength and speed that we kind of recover from things that haven't gone to plan, essentially. And I think when you have career confidence, which goes beyond just confidence like today or this week, I think the strength and speed of your kind of resilience just improves, it just accelerates, which all those things I think 
are probably really helpful right now, but are actually useful in all of our squiggly careers. And we haven't actually thought about a really clear definition, but as you were talking then, I was just thinking, well, what does it really mean to have career confidence? And I think it means that you've got belief in your value today and you've got a belief that your career can continue positively into the future. You can sit here today and you can say, I have had a good career. I feel proud of what I've achieved. I feel clear about what I'm great at. And as I look to the future, I know that I'm in a great place to take that forward. And I think the opposite of that is if you're sat here going, I'm really stuck, I'm really lost. I don't feel like I'm in a great place or I've got that much value to bring. And as you look at your options, you're not sure how you make that transition. That's kind of the bridge that we're trying to cross with career confidence is to help you now in whatever you're doing at the moment, but it's also to help you to move really positively forward into whatever you do in the future. So in order to help you to do that, to build your bridge, we have got five ideas for you, five practical things that you can go and do so you can build your bridge and you can set yourself up with career confidence. So the first thing is all about starting with strengths stories. We've talked about strengths a lot in the past. So I think if your first stumbling block in building your bridge <laughs> is that you think, well, I don't even know what I'm great at, go back and listen to some of the podcasts we've done before. You know, episode 27 is all about finding out your strengths. We've recently done a podcast with Mark and Buckingham where he talks about the difference between strengths and weaknesses like if you feel like strengths is just a gap generally for you go back and listen to some of those podcasts but if you think you know what, I know what I'm good at you know I can talk through three or four things that I consider to be my strengths or my super strengths what you really want to do in the context of building your career confidence is really start to articulate your strengths stories so this is about where you will name the thing that you're great at so I might say one of the things that I'm great at or one of the areas where I add the most value is in making things happen but you want to go beyond that and talk about why it's impactful and bring it to life with a story and I think it's particularly helpful this year if you can think about when you might have done that over the last six months so I might say one of the things that I'm great at and where I add the most value to Amazing Gift is in making things happen. And so recently we had a series of podcasts where we did setting yourself up for success. And what I would really help with there is putting together all the assets, getting it out on social, bringing that together into one collective proposition. So I took one of Sarah's ideas and I made it happen very, very quickly and independently without it impacting our other work. And that's me telling you a story that makes me feel good because I'm thinking, oh yeah, I did do that. And I did do that. In the last couple of weeks, I did do that. And I just, I actually just thought about that as I was talking to you. So it makes me go, oh, there is something good that I've done. And I've got a relevant and fresh story to tell you that you might have questions about. So it makes me feel good and it gets you to be intrigued. So start with your strength stories. What we always say to people is avoid sweeping strength statements. So you know those things that you might put at the top of your CV or LinkedIn. I'm great at communication, problem solving, and interpersonal skills. <laughs> they're sort of very generic and they're not very meaningful to people, but your strength stories are what makes them meaningful, makes them real, it makes them interesting. So to do this really practically, think about the two or three things that you want to be known for, those strengths that you really want to stand out, what we call your super strengths, and think about some strength stories that you can partly tell to yourself, to be honest, so you feel good about it, but ideally also start sharing with other people because it makes them interested and it will increase your confidence in talking about your strengths too. And I would really practice how you can do those strength stories in a way that works for you. So you don't always have to start those sentences with the thing I'm great at, because you might think that was not going to feel really natural in a conversation. But you could talk about, oh, one of the things I've been really proud of over the past three or four months, or one of the things I've really enjoyed. And I think you can use pride and enjoyment as like a route into 
telling those strengths-based mm. stories. I think if I was going to tell one of those, I'd probably say one of the things I've particularly enjoyed in the past three months is the opportunity to interview lots of different experts for our podcast. So actually, I've really enjoyed doing all of the research about who would be useful guests, really thinking about what would be good questions, who you might like to hear from. And so you can actually tell those stories in a way where you don't have to be as binary of going, here's a strength, here's an example. If it's an interview, you perhaps do want to be as specific as that. But I think just think about how could you do that, I think, in a way that it feels got really kind of conversational to you. And I, I think most of us can do that just with a little bit of practice. And sometimes it's as simple, I think, as going, what are all my strengths? What are all my strengths stories? And then how do I talk about them in a way that works for me? So perhaps have a think about that. The second idea is about your confidence community. So, you know, you don't build your confidence by yourself. And I think it's recognising the importance and the role that other people play in helping you to have belief in your career, where you are today, but also kind of where you're going. And I think think really specifically about who those people are right now for you, how much time are you spending with them, and kind of also what do you need from those people? So it could be people you've worked for before. It could be people who have experienced what you're experiencing right now, so kind of have that empathy can put themselves in your shoes because they've kind of been in your shoes before I don't think that confidence community has to be lots of people I think it probably needs to be people who know you quite well they kind of have some good insights into you into kind of what matters to you and when you've spent time with those people do you feel more confident Mm -hmm. you know just asking yourself that kind of very basic question and I think there are lots of people in both of our networks where I feel like they do lots of different things for us but there's probably only a handful of people where I go, when I spend time with that person, I then feel more confident about my career today and kind of where it's going as a result. I've got one very specific example. So when I was working previously as a managing director for a smaller company prior to Amazing If, I remember meeting somebody who I didn't know that well. I knew her a little bit. And she had run a business very similar to the one that I was running in the past. And she became such an important part of my confidence community because that was sort of the only role she played really was I remember talking to her every time I had a conversation, I felt a bit more in control of my career about where I was heading. I felt a bit better about some of the things I thought I was failing at where she would talk about, yeah, don't worry about it. We've kind of all been there. She almost was actually saying to me, I feel confident you're going to be really good at this job. I feel confident that you're going to be a really good asset to that business when probably I wasn't feeling that confident. So just think about who are those people for you? Might be people who you work with now, people you've worked with in the past. They've got to have some element, I think, of knowing you. You don't necessarily have to have worked with them. If you feel like you need um, to improve your career confidence right now, how could you reconnect with those people? How could you have a conversation with them And yeah, we can all do that virtually now. We've probably got quite used to having, I think, virtual career conversations and think about how they can help you. Because again, we've talked before on the subject of help. Sometimes what might put you off doing this, I think, what might be a barrier to doing this is thinking, oh, but how can I reconnect or approach that person? Like, what is it that I need when confidence perhaps feels like a bit of an abstract thing? You're not going to say, oh, I need your help. I need to feel a bit more confident. But actually, I think if you think about what help do you need and why and why that person? So perhaps you could say, I've struggled a little bit with my confidence over the past few months, or perhaps I feel like I've lost my way a bit. And I know that you've got lots of experience in this industry. I just really like to get your insights in terms of when you've had these kind of moments of adversity in the past, like what really helped you? 
So just think about what are those questions or how could you frame and ask for help from your confidence community in a way that feels kind of specific and useful for you. And my watch out for you on that one is as well as your confidence community, there may also be, and hopefully it's not quite as big, but there may also be a critical community. So those people that might give you feedback that doesn't make you feel best maybe they might feel like sometimes they pick at your flaws or they don't support you or they pick apart your ideas I have some of those people it doesn't always come from a bad place it just comes from their place they're the sort Mm. of person who spots problems and tries to solve them and picks apart the details and that doesn't always help you when you're trying to build (laughs) your you know your confidence so it's not to say it's not to say ignore those people because they might be in your life and part of your world for other reasons but they're not necessarily going to be part of your confidence community so just be aware that you could have a shadow critical community and think about how much time you spend with those people and why you spend time with those people but really start to overinvest in that confidence community because they'll be the people that help you to build the bridge to help you to move forward so our third idea for you is the power of self-supporting statements so we can all build narratives in our heads about who we are and what we're good at and what we should and shouldn't do and you have a bit of a choice really about whether those narratives are negative so it sounds like oh I'm not very good at this thing I'm not very good at presenting I'm not very good at interviews I've never been able to do that that would be a whole lot of negative narratives and you can build positive narratives in your head which might say you know yes I failed in the past but I've never failed to learn That would be a much more kind of positive and affirming statement to make. And what we really want to make sure is that when we're we're building our career confidence, that we've got as many self-supporting statements that we tell ourselves as possible, because those negative statements are going to hold you back. They're definitely not going to help you move forward. They're sort of trapping you in a bit of a negative thought pattern that ultimately will limit your career. And we definitely don't want to do that. In these moments of change and challenge and transition... It's the self-supporting statements that will just give you that little bit of boost that will support your resilience with moving forward. And we thought it might be useful to share some that have helped us at the past and we've needed a bit of a career confidence boost. And so one very specific one for me, and I've shared it before on the podcast, so if you're a regular listener, you might know this one. But when I was transitioning from Microsoft to Amazing If, so that wasn't just a change of one company to another. That was really a big change of career for me. That was me moving on from a 15 plus corporate career that I'd loved and really enjoyed and had quite a lot of security in, as secure as you ever can be working for a company, into something that was very uncertain to me and very unknown and very different, which was running our own small company. That was a real moment for me of can I do this? Should I do this? Will I be any good at this? What will I do if I if I do it wrong? Will people think I'm mad for doing this? All of those statements that were going around. And one self-supporting statement that really helped me to speak about what I wanted to do and to feel more confident about the change that I was driving was this statement, this self-supporting statement, which isn't mine. And I actually can't remember who said it. So I don't know who to attribute it to, but it isn't mine. So no claim on it, but it certainly helped me was to speak what you seek until you see what you said. I appreciate it's a bit of a mouthful. I'll say it again. So speak what you seek until you see what you said. That helped me because the more I started saying it, and I said it to people that I trusted first. So I said to my husband, first of all, like, I think I'm going to leave Microsoft and do amazing if full time. And then I he was like, oh. and I said to my business partner, <laughs> really, really, really? I remember having exactly the same chat with my boyfriend and getting exactly the response. What, like now? Like, yes, now. 
okay. <laughs> so yeah, then I said to Sarah, and she's like, okay. And then I said to my manager, and sort of the more people that I said it to, the less I said the word think, I think I'm going to do this. And it became, I am. And then the more people I told, the more they started saying it back to me. So they would say, oh, so when you leave Microsoft and you start Amazing, if I assume this will happen. It just became my reality. It became less of a question. I became much more confident about that move and it sort of propelled me forward. So you know, they, sometimes these things sound a bit woo-woo, don't they? Self-supporting statements, but I promise you, it's definitely going to help you far more than negative beliefs in moving you forward. And it really starts to just give you that little boost, particularly if you're going to make significant changes or you're feeling nervous about something. Any, have you had any, Sarah? Yeah, actually, I was reflecting on mine just then and a little bit as well based on, I listened to Elizabeth Day's, she's got a new series of How to Fail and she interviews Adam Buxton and I really like Adam Buxton's podcast and I've listened to some of How to Fail and um, I think you've listened to more than me but I was like, oh, two podcasters coming together, both <laughs> of whom I um, really admire and she talked to Adam about this and they both had the same as me which is, I always steal your best piece of career advice because I feel like I need it more than you do which is to run your own race and I think as somebody who is naturally competitive and I do find it hard not to compare myself to others and actually I find it harder not to compare myself to others doing what we do now than I did when I was in like working in organizations and I don't know whether that's because it's easier to compare yourself now because of like social media it's quite visible maybe what other people are doing and of course you know that that's the shiny stuff on the surface you're not kind of seeing lots of the kind of the mess that everybody has that people often don't share on social. So I don't know whether it's partly that or whether I'm still adjusting to making a change where, you know, in corporate life and for a lot of corporate life, and we both had this, when you're in big organisations, there's a lot of like validation that you get through different things. Most of those things, I think rightly so, are disappearing now because they're not the right metrics. But whether that is levels or grades or job you know, titles, job titles or all the or, what we yeah. call like shiny objects and we often call it like falling foul of shiny object syndrome and I think those things don't give you ultimately career confidence I think they give you mini moments of thinking like brilliant I've got this thing but they don't result in any long-term career confidence but more so than ever I definitely have to remind myself run your own race build amazing if in the way that we want to build it don't get distracted by some of those shiny objects. And actually Elizabeth Day and, and Adam Buxton talked about it, about how, because they've got very, very famous friends who are, however you look at it, very successful. You know, obviously like they know lots of people who've made feature films and all those kind of things. But you can see that they were both chatting about it and saying there is no one version of success. You've got to do the things that like really matter to you, that make you really happy. And that is different for everyone. And actually you never there's nothing good is there there's nothing good that comes from comparing yourself to others no and we talk about like the importance of values over validation like validation Mm. like all those shiny objects they give you validation but again it's not very meaningful the thing that's really meaningful is you knowing ultimately what motivates and drives you and knowing that that is unique to you and it's okay you know whether that's loyalty honesty status impact doesn't no one is better than another but it is you and you 
you know, thinking about, well, what self-supporting statements make me feel like that, that start to really connect with my values and make me feel like I'm doing the right thing for me and sort of unattaching yourself for this need of validation and the short-term benefit that a shiny object might give you. It takes confidence to do Mm. that. But when you do it, when you can unhook yourself from all those little small tidbits and your need for them and your need for someone else to say, oh, great job, well done. And when you can say it to yourself, I think that's when you know I'm on the right track. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the fourth one is we take a lot of confidence from action. So when we're talking about career confidence, we don't want this to be about kind of reflecting and not doing things, not taking kind of small steps. And I think if you want to kind of build your career confidence, I think particularly in the here and now, so you're feeling a bit of lack of confidence, try and identify some really small actions that you could take that you think would help to kind of build your confidence. So we were thinking about this for us. We were coming up with what some of these would be. So it could be something like asking and receiving a LinkedIn recommendation. A, that's genuinely useful in terms of your career. But actually, it's a really nice way of getting some feedback from somebody. And it gives you that little bit of confidence of, oh, somebody's been prepared to almost like externally recommend me, which is always a really nice feeling. That's definitely one that you could try out. Another action that you could take is think about, could you get some strengths-based feedback? So whether that is asking friends, family, people you work with now, you've worked with in the past, what's three words to describe me at my best? That's one of the kind of favorite exercises in lots of our workshops. And again, I think those three words give you a real confidence boost because in the main, as long as you remember to ask the second part of that question, three words to describe me at my best, that always just gives you a sense of like, oh, actually, there are things I'm good at and perhaps if you're struggling with your strengths that could be a really good action to take. Sarah would you like some live strengths-based feedback? Yes <laughs> as I look across the room in a sort of yes do I want this but yes go for it. Um, so some live, I don't know if you need a career confidence boost but some live strengths-based feedback for you. I have really seen your 
ability to be work in progress over the last couple of weeks. Sarah's had to turn around a few things very quickly for some time. Heck, you went on holiday. It's outrageous. Yeah, I know. I went on, on holiday. You left me. me. But um, so to that point, I've been on holiday. So Sarah's had to do vast majority of amazingest work while I've been away. And some of that has included turning things around very quickly. And Sarah is very thoughtful and considered <laughs> and detailed in her responses, all of which is great, but doesn't always mean that she feels comfortable turning things around really quickly. But I think you have held that development thing, as in you've talked about it really openly and then you've actually responded to it I know it's something that you don't always love doing and you wouldn't Mm. do all the time but I think you've done it really brilliantly and to me it's like I think the real strength is that you've taken an area that you see as an area of development you've talked about it really openly and you've proactively gone after those opportunities as a way to respond to it so it's the work in progress thing that I think I've really seen it's been quite inspiring to see I think what's lovely about that is you a you just feel more confident just hearing that you go okay now you've talked about it, I probably wouldn't have recognised that for myself because everyone's too busy. You're too busy doing the doing sometimes to do that reflecting. So that's really helpful. And also it demonstrates that we are all adaptable. And I do think over the past six months or so, 2020 generally, I think, has demonstrated just how adaptable we all can be when we really need to. And that should give us all confidence. Let's hope 2020 doesn't happen again. You know, we don't, we don't yes. want another year like this. No one, no one wants this year again, let's face it. <laughs> Can you imagine it. if the clock resets on oh. December 31st and it's like 1st of January, no, 2020, thanks. and you're like, no, move on. But that should give us all confidence. It will have been hard. It will have been really tough. You know, I've got so much admiration for like what people have had to mm. cope with over mm. the past couple of months. It's been really hard and tough for everyone, I think, at some point. But we've also shown our adaptability. We've shown our grit We've shown that we can think really creatively and still solve problems or solve new problems. So I think just getting that feedback can be really helpful. And another action, one kind of final idea for action is just have some curious career conversations. I think at the moment, certainly this has been the case for me, I sort of realised we've all been so head down in trying to cope with everything. I don't think we've probably done much what I describe as meerkat moments. And meerkat moments are where we just pause And we just go and do a bit of exploring. And I think particularly as we talked about, if your career choices feel like they've stopped or changed or perhaps weren't what they were before, you know, you're perhaps not heading in the direction you were hoping for. Maybe now, and September's often quite a good time for this, it's a bit of a reset moment to think about, I'm going to accept that reality. It's probably not what I would choose. It's not what I'd hope for. But I'm going to start to just do some exploratory curious career conversations so I might be thinking differently but let's think about what do I need to know and who can help me and I think now is quite a good time to do that as most of us are kind of thinking we're a bit more used to working in the way that we are let's hope kids are heading back to school Mm. and all of those kind of things maybe there's just that little bit more headspace just to start to kind of do that again and honestly every time you have a curious career conversation I always think it just gives you a bit of a confidence boost in your career generally because you just know that little bit more than you did yesterday and it's about being kind of interested first I think and then interesting second I had like a really interesting conversation with someone the other week where it was sort of slightly tangential wasn't really to do with like amazing if or kind of the work that we do it was just someone who I thought oh they're really interesting and they got in touch and I thought it's probably not a priority you know if we always do things that are the priority on our to-do list But I think it will be fascinating. And I really enjoyed that conversation. It was just a curious career conversation. And it just gives you that 
I think that sense of confidence. Yeah, and I, because I've actually really missed, I've just really missed meeting with people in person. And obviously it's not been possible for all the right reasons. But I have three dates in London coming up in my diary in the next like two to three months. Like they're very spaced out. But what I've done is I've purposely put them in my diary and I've really thought about, oh, who haven't I caught up with in a while who, if I give them enough notice could potentially be in London on mm. that day too. And I'll have like a coffee with them and I'll see what's been happening for them over the last six months. I'll see what's, you know, lots of people doing different changes in their careers. I feel so excited about those mm-hmm. conversations with people. So yeah, if you want to do something face-to-face, obviously do it safely and all that great stuff, but plan it in advance because people might not just be in the same city as you on the same day. So I've really purposefully gone long range with my planning and got in people's diaries early. And I've kept it really virtual. I think, yeah, Helen's more extrovert. Well, I say it's more extrovert an extrovert. <laughs> uh, I'm an introvert. And so actually it's not the meeting people in person that I think gives me energy. It's just meeting a range of people that I find really interesting. And the thing that I found is that doing it virtually in some ways can feel harder, I think, because it somehow feels a bit more formal than just getting a coffee with someone. I've just had to practice doing that virtually Mm. and just going, it's okay to have a virtual coffee and that actually works well. And with lots of people still working from home, that's still the reality for lots of us. So I've put in a couple actually between now and Christmas as well, very similar to Helen, but done it all virtually. So I think do it in a way that works for you. Yeah, that's a really good thing. Um, So our last, our fifth idea for you to take away is to really unlock your optimism. So you'll know this, if you want to build your career confidence, pessimism is is not going to help. We need to be optimistic. And there are a couple of ways that you can do that. We've got three questions for you to ask yourself to unlock your optimism and support your career confidence. So the first thing for you to do is to think about what is the success that you've had in the past that you are proud of? And really reflect about that. You know, what was it? What happened? Who was involved? what did you achieve really like dwell a little bit on that Mm -hmm. success bring it to life um, and bring it back into your mind so that's your first question to ask yourself is about success that you've had in the past that you are proud of the second question to ask yourself is rooted in the present so what are you learning about at the moment what do you love learning what you spend your time learning so Sarah and I asked ourselves these questions I'm really excited I'm looking at how she's really smiling Sarah what are you what are you learning about at the moment I have signed up to do a six-week learning to draw class (laughs) so I'm very excited with a company called Scriberia and Scriberia actually made the video the animated video for our book when it came out so they it's almost quite intimidating because you know when you're like you know they're brilliant because I've seen them in action and they do this course which is basically drawing for beginners and we draw for all of our workshops so I thought that would just be interesting but really I'm just doing it because I wanted an excuse to buy a nice pad (laughs) some nice pens it's two hours at an end of a Friday. So it's like three to five on Friday. So, you know, nice. like having something nice to look forward time. to at the end of the week. And I'm just really looking forward to like meeting. I think it'd be a really interesting group of people who I wouldn't have met otherwise. I think I'm not going to be very good at it yet. Growth mindset. But as in, <laughs> I'm not doing it because I think, oh, like I'm a great drawer and I want to get even better. I couldn't wait to stop art and stuff at school. I can't believe that we draw in our workshops because I, I sort of definitely would have been someone who would have had a fixed mindset about drawing. So I'm really excited about it. Oh, and I've signed up to some philosophy lessons as well. She's so funny. So funny. <laughs> also, she's a brilliant visual thinker. So yes, I'm excited to see what comes from it. I'm also learning how to speak with skill. That's what I'm learning about at the moment. Mm. I've got myself kind of a, a speaking coach so that I can have more options. I think when I speak, we're doing some more stuff on radio and some more stuff with like BBC and things. And I just want to be able to adapt my speaking style to those different contexts. I'm I'm learning from someone who can help me do that. So we're both learning something. That's your second question. 
question, what are you learning at the moment? And the third question is really set into the future. And that's about what are you excited about in the future? What fills you with energy? What are you looking forward to? And this is really in the context of your career because we're building career confidence. So think about you, your career at work. What are you excited about? So they are three questions. So hopefully that has given you a few things to think about so you can build your bridge to career confidence. I'll just recap them all for you now because I know that people listen when they're running, walking, (laughs) all kinds of things. And we often give you lots of different ideas as we're going along as well and things to watch and read and listen to. So these are our five ideas for you to build your career confidence. Number one, start with strength stories. Number two, create your confidence community. Number three, say your self-supporting statements. Number four, take confidence from taking action. And number five, unlock your optimism. What a summary. That's very impressive. That's one of the things you're brilliant at. I mean, I'm in awe of that. That's very good. So thank you so much to everybody who listens. We've had a few new reviews. And so we love reading those reviews. They really make our day and they make our week. If you do have time to rate, review and subscribe, it sounds like a small thing, but it actually makes a really big difference in terms of us being able to kind of share our podcast and reach more people. If you listen to other podcasts, please do it for those too. It's a really uh, free and helpful way that you can support small businesses as well. I saw people sharing it on Instagram of like all the small ways that are free that you can support people like us who are kind of starting from scratch and doing their best to hopefully help people to learn and grow in lots of different and interesting ways. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Bye everyone. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.